Did you know that we're exposed to thousands of commercial messages every day? And are you aware that consumers tend to trust what influencers say about brands much more than what brands say about themselves? When brands need to cut through the noise and reach consumers, influencer channels offer an unrivaled space to create genuine, meaningful dialogue and connect directly with consumers on their terms. Welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, a leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to understand more about influencer marketing and why it's such a powerful channel when it comes to building trust in your target group. Every Wednesday, we'll cover topics such as how to build a successful influencer marketing strategy, how to measure the effects, the role of influencer marketing in the overall media mix, and of course, the latest trends and insights on what's up in the influencer marketing and social media sphere. And we know you're busy, so every episode is right around 15 minutes. Perfect to tune into on your morning walk, during your morning routine, or on your way to and from work. Join us and our expert guests to stay up to date and take your marketing strategy to the next level with influencer marketing. The world's fastest growing marketing method. I'm Sana Oudmark. And I'm Frida Ekholm. And this is Influencer Marketing Talks. Welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, the leading and award-winning influencer marketing company for fashion, home and beauty brands. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about consumer marketing in a digital age. And of course, all things influencer marketing in right around 15 minutes. I'm Sana Oudmark, your host, and in this week's episode, we have invited one of our amazing customers, Makeup Mecca, and their CMO, Stine Frey Gröndal, to discuss what it takes to successfully launch a beauty brand on a new market. Stine also gives us her best advice when it comes to how to build the ultimate media mix in 2024 and what they find crucial when selecting the right influencer marketing partner to support their continuous business growth. Hi, Stina, and big welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you here. Thank you. So before we start, could you just take a moment to share a bit about yourself and about Makeup Mika for those who haven't heard of you yet? I will. Thank you for the invite to the podcast. Very happy to be here. So I'm Stina. I'm the CMO of Makeup Mika. And Makeup Mika is an indie makeup brand from Norway. We sell uh, good products with high quality at very low cost. And why we can do this is because we don't have any distributors or any physical stores that we sell the makeup brand in. So we can uh, give very high quality to low prices to the Scandinavian market. Yeah, I'm really amazed by the quality of your products for that price. It's, it's amazing. So when you launched Makeup Mecca in Sweden 2020, you went from zero to 3.5 million euro in turnover in just two years. 
What would you say are the key success factors when expanding to new markets, both historically and also for the future? It's a good question. So first of all, I want to go back to our products because I think that's really the big uh, secret to our success. They have very high quality and they cost next to nothing. So that's where our concept is quite unique, I think. And the people we have behind are really dedicated to our brand and work really hard to drive our business every day. And the good combination with uh, our good products, good people, and the digital presence, I think is the main key success factors uh, for the good launch in Sweden. Definitely. Three good things. I think so, really, really. And then, of course, uh, uh, the digital presence is very important. And, and there we did influencer marketing with Cure Media and, and advertising. And we still do influencer marketing with Cure Media today in Sweden. So we started off with a PR agency and uh, the influencer marketing, of course. We had some extensive seeding in the market, which we think have a big impact to really try the product because it's low price. So you think sometimes it's not that good quality. So I think it's really good to try the products. And then when the influencers try the product, they give a recommendation because they also get amazed over the good quality of the product. So this in combination with the paid advertising and the seeding, those were a good digital presence in the Sweden, Swedish market. Also, uh, of course, we make our content ourselves and that really fits with influencer marketing, which is natural and true and genuine. So when we added that on with our natural content and the influencer marketing, we really uh, got a good reach on the Swedish market. So it has been truly successful. And now, you know, you work with this always on approach, but it's when launching in a new market, it really takes something extra to make like fireworks and to really get noticed as a new brand. It's it's a challenge, of course. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, um, uh, but then with the, the good products and the low price, uh, the influencers that recommend the, the product and uh, the seeding and the trial of the product, I really, truly believe in that. And we did a good job since everyone uh, got the answers of the brand with this combination uh, in the Swedish market. So we had um, a good lot of influencers on in the six first months that we launched. So that was a good help. For sure. So for future launches, what uh, what are you thinking there? How, how will you replicate this success? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that is always hard, but we think we have a good setup now with, uh, with, um, we trust in the good products. Uh, we believe in the digital presence. That's really, uh, good to get reach out. And, um, of course, adapting a little bit to the markets. As we launched in Sweden, there were some differences in the markets and, and that's adapting to the market. So that's really important as well. But we think the, main thing is having trustable partners as Cure Media with us when we launched uh, into a market that knows the market well and, and can help us with their expertise. Mm. Yeah, this local knowledge is, of course, super important. And you mentioned that the consumer behavior differed a bit. Can you give us any examples of what these differences could be? 
Yeah, when we launched in Sweden, we saw that some types of campaigns worked really well in Norway and not in Sweden. So it was adapting these kind of offers. And of course, the products that are used in, in Sweden compared to Norway are a little bit different. You do your makeup a little bit different. You have different colors and so on. So it's adjusting a little bit to the market with campaigns and products. Mm. Yeah, it must be tricky. I mean, some things you might be able to discover in advance, but some things you will just learn as you go. Of course, a lot of key learnings as we go as well. Uh, but that's good with having partners with you when you launch that you can discuss and adjust on, on your uh, way. Definitely. So... What are your best advice and learnings when it comes to creating the ultimate media mix? What channels do you at Makeup Make a Focus on the most and why? Yeah, the media mix. So the balance of the mix is important, I think, because that's where you kind of reach different people at their different stages in life, a day or 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 um or behavior. Uh, so we strongly believe that you need to have a very big presence on the digital platform. That is very important. Uh, and get the right balance in these kind of challenge. And, and of course, here it's, again, I have to mention Cure Media, but that's selecting the right profiles also uh, within the marketing mix that fits and, and that kind of recreates something further in the market for later use so we can do retargeting and, and those kind of things. Yeah, having this 360 approach to, yes. to the channels so yes. that they align. Super important. Of course. And it's, of course, very important for us for the digital presence since we have no physical stores. So you can't visit Makeup Mecca. That's why it's important that you see us and and uh, that you see us as trustworthy through through our digital presence as well. Definitely. So... One thing that I believe you are doing exceptionally well is how you feature viral products on a dedicated section on your website. So much of beauty happens on TikTok today and the products that don't go viral sometimes don't exist. So it's so great to really make it easy for the client or the shopper to just navigate on the website because these are most often the products they have seen and come across and maybe discovered makeup make a through. So really, it's a really helpful thing and, and quite easy to implement, but not all brands do it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good thing to show them what they see on their channels as well. As you mentioned, that's, that it's some kind of different products than we see other places. So it's good to give it a category and have some focus on that. And it's different products that come every day. So that's very exciting to see. <laughs> Yeah, you never know <laughs> what happens on TikTok. It goes so fast. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so what was important for you when choosing which influencer marketing partner to go with? And what is important for you in the collaboration today to maximize your success? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, uh, we looked for uh, companies that kind of had the same strategy as we had. And of course, uh, uh, when we met Cure, we saw that we had a very similar uh, approach to the strategy, constant presence on digital pro uh, platforms, 
continuous recommendations into the digital presence. Um, and with this kind of profiles and what you could offer, this was uh, very similar to Makeup Makeup, this kind of playful, genuine, natural uh, approach to uh, the digital platforms we really liked. So that's what we really look for in a partner is similar to us. So they have kind of the same strategy and they know how much it's important for us to uh, get reach on digital platforms. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's as with all partnerships, it's important to find someone that you can see for the long term and that you share the same values as no matter if it's an agency or or a life partner. <laughs> of course, of course. And it's it's now we worked together with Cure uh, for a long time. And, and what I really appreciate now is the variation. It's it's we get variation and we get something new and we get expertise from the local Swedish market. And that's really helpful on setting the, the future plans. Mm, that's great to hear. So Finally, looking into the future, what big trends do you foresee both within marketing and the digital space, but also within the beauty space? I, of course, have to mention AI. That's really something hot now and we use it and try to use it in every aspect of the business. They can even create content and, and text and words and all of this, but We haven't uh, found a, a clear way to use it yet, but I'm really excited to see what other companies can do with AI in the future and, and see how they can implement it in the marketing strategy and, and so on. So it's really interesting. Yeah, I'm also super excited to follow the development and to to see what you can do both from a marketing side of things, but also in terms of product development and customer experience, for example, when it comes to like in your category, like if there are 30 colors of different shades, like AI can probably help us picking the perfect shade very soon, because that's always a hassle. It, <laughs> Things it, like that. It is. It is. That's going to be really exciting how, how that's going to push forward in the future. I agree. Mm. And when it comes to, to the beauty space, what do you think we will see more of? I think the beauty trends are uh, in 2024 are going to be uh, in the start of 2024 is going to be quite similar to now. It's the natural look. It's it's genuine um, uh, and it's going back to the roots kind of. But we also see some some statements from the fashion industry that are quite bold. You know, this red lipstick, but very natural lip, uh, makeup or blue eyeliner. That's quite a good statement on your eyes but i think the the trend that really touches base with us next year is is the behavior trends and how the young people want to feel good how they want to express themselves with different colors and and jewelry and makeup and those kind of things that it's more expression now than than just being look pretty yeah mm -hmm. that has so much changed in the recent years makeup is more than just beauty it's as you say it's about expressing yourself experimenting having fun getting inspired and also jumping on like pop culture trends so when the barbie movie was released we could see these pink 
makeup looks everywhere also <laughs> yes this kind of strawberry look that's very popular now as well it's 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 different it's exciting to see and and of course we have to adapt to this market as well as we see the trends going so that's a, a big follow-up for us exciting to follow <laughs> thank you so much Dina, for guesting the podcast it was a pleasure to having you and makeup mecca on the show really nice to be here thank you If you want to continue staying up to date on our weekly podcast episodes, influence marketing, and what's up on the consumer marketing scene, make sure you follow us on our platforms at Cure Media. <laughs>